trying to decide what is Denzel Washington's best role is like trying to decide where I had the best piece of bacon at. The best piece of Yeah. Regular okay. bacon or turkey bacon? Excuse me? <laughs> we don't like there's, turkey bacon? There's no such thing as turkey bacon. He just got, let's, 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 let's start there. It's he just had an strips. energy drink. I don't know if you're ready for, the, for yeah, this conversation of ours. The definition <laughs> of bacon. The definition of bacon is that it's cured pig. Therefore, turkey can never be bacon. Okay. With the ribs, it's a part of an animal. So a pig can have ribs, a cow can have ribs. Okay, this is true. With wings, it's a part of an animal. So there can be turkey wings, there can be chicken wings. Okay. But the literal definition of bacon is that it's pig. Therefore, turkey cannot be bacon. They should have just called it turkey strips. Give a shout out to The Rock and his new energy drink, which is he's been, he's been posting a lot about it delicious. on social media lately too. I have, like I've only it's my first time trying it. Haven't tried it for a pre workout yet, but that's gonna happen soon. So if he gets really excited on the on the podcast, <laughs> you know why. But um, all right, welcome back to another episode of uh, What We Watching. And if it's your first time watching slash listening, we're glad to have you here. Keep watching. Because we're, I think we're kind of interesting. We have some good takes. <laughs> we do. We do. Uh, we kind of we have a the topic for today was was submitted by well one submitted by Gabe and then another submitted by one of our um, I don't want to say it's our number one fan yet but one of our our biggest fans Zach. Zach. He said he wanted to um, wanted to hear our takes on. And he wanted it to be a weekly segment. We we'll we'll probably do it more often, maybe not weekly, because we have a we have a lot of takes to get off. But um, but yeah, the biggest actors and their best role. So basically, like today, we're gonna do Denzel Washington, which is what's his suggestion, and what we think their best movies were. So am I starting with this? You can go, go ahead. ahead yeah, go I feel like. <laughs> All right. So you have for, an essay here? No, I don't really have an essay. <laughs> so for me, um. Trying to decide what is Denzel Washington's best role is like trying to decide where I had the best piece of bacon at. The best piece of yeah. No matter what, Wait, it's time always are big, good. Are you a bigger fan of bacon or Denzel? I mean, bacon. <laughs> Regular bacon or turkey bacon? Excuse me? We don't like there's, turkey bacon. There's no such thing as turkey bacon. He just got, let's 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 start there. It's he turkey just had strips. an energy drink. I don't know if you're ready for, the, for yeah, this conversation of ours. The definition of bacon. The definition of bacon is that it's cured pig. Therefore, turkey can never be bacon. Okay. With the ribs, it's a part of an animal. So a pig can have ribs. A cow can have ribs. Okay. This is true. With wings, it's a part of an animal. So there can be turkey wings, there can be chicken wings. Okay. But the literal definition of bacon is that it's pig. Therefore, turkey cannot be bacon. They should have just called it turkey strips. <laughs> it's disrespectful to everything that bacon and us bacon night stand for. We gotta clip this and then, yeah, and then this send it to send it all the bacon pages all and the all the bacon restaurants. <laughs> this will be our first viral clip. Oh man. <laughs> Shout out to all the bacon out there. We love you. The real bacon. All the real bacon. All the real bacon. <laughs> Not that turkey about. stuff you were talking about. All right. All right. I was a little sidetracked. I'm sorry. I'm passionate about that topic. <laughs> he, started, he started sweating. I've never seen him sweat before. <laughs> um, but so I just wanted to give a little. This is not even all of them. 
but just a little rundown of some movies that Denzel Washington did great in. It's like Training Day, Flight, Fences, American Gangster, Malcolm X, Remember the Titans, John Q, Glory, He Got Game, Antoine Fisher, The Great Debaters, Mo Better Blues, which is my favorite uh, color cinematography in a movie shot by Ernest Dickerson, Pelham 123. There's no way. I don't even think Denzel himself could choose choose which one. And I didn't even mention any of his recent like action stuff, which is shockingly good. Like Equalizer, even Equalizer. Sleeper action star Denzel Washington. Like, what can't he do at this point? Like, damn. And like, I mean, obviously everyone knows he's he's Denzel. Yeah. The goat, you know? So obviously he has range, but like I you you mentioned Pelham one, two, three, and I had just watched that recently, I think yesterday or maybe the day before. And he kills it, and his person is like, or his character isn't. I guess he's the main character, but he's not the um, the the dominant character, and he's kind of like the submissive, or like, or I'm just, I'm not the big guy kind of thing. And and he absolutely kills it. And like you said, like I think we can probably find a a like the we can, no, I don't, I don't even know if we can find one that. He didn't do a good job in, but that list would be smaller <laughs> than than picking which ones we think he did amazing yeah, no. in. Yeah, I don't think so, Denzel's ever phoned in best on a performance. Right, he's always bringing it like literally. And, and my thing with Denzel too is like he's really in his pocket when he's playing a character. Usually, a, lo- a lot of the characters he plays like this. But my favorites are like Pelham One Two Three. You even had Malcolm X on there, and that was Malcolm, Malcolm, X. Malcolm X right after oh, yeah, American. You have the American Gangster. The privacy and, and I, uh, yo, because it's just I like it by saying it wasn't all of them. Oh yeah, no yeah, Book bro. of Eli, no Book of Eli. Oh my, God. no uh, Magnificent Seven, which is another. Remember uh, Deja yeah. Vu? Yeah. Oh, man of fire. Like there's a bunch. Like he's he. <laughs> in in the words of our earlier. Uh, episododes he always understands the assignment <laughs> always understands the assignment he, like he, he turns is the it one giving the assignments like, yeah, yeah he he's, a teacher. he's a teacher he's, he's a professor a, yeah he's, he's a, a teacher, teacher yeah, at this he, point yeah no he is the professor at this point he was definitely that student that like helped the teacher grade papers like after class and shit like he was just that student um but yeah like he's always my favorite denzel character is the one where it's like he pretty much knows everything and like he's like not even that he knows everything, but like he's a, a super vet, like that you believe in and that yeah. you trust. Like Pam one two three unstoppable. Like twenty years in the game, you know, on the train or on the subway, and you know this one thing happens, and he uses all that experience to you know complete the mission or save the day. And it's just like, oh my god, like you're such a superstar, like you're such a like a legend. Like that's my favorite Denzel. Like he just like takes over the moment, and not just takes over the moment, but he he basically just like he he becomes that you know i don't even know what the word is but he 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 really just it's that believability that i talked about like in the past pod just like you really trust this character like no matter what he plays like no matter what he plays and no matter the the difference in in characters that it is yeah. like for for i think when you get to that status it's kind of hard for people to see you in anything other than what they've seen you in not really hard, but it's it's easier for people like all right, it's, it's Denzel, so like you're gonna not write you 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 know it's gonna be good or you're not gonna critique it as hard or whatever. But he's like, there's almost like no chinks in his armor kind of deal. 
is what I, I would kind of say. He even has a, there's even a podcast named after him. <laughs> like yeah, Denzel Washington is the greatest po- um, actor of all time podcast. Yeah, and it's, it's two people just like reviewing all of his movies and his performances and, and everything. And if you guys haven't checked it out, it's actually a pretty good podcast. So I don't want to be accused of being a cop out. Right. So I won't vote based off of it being my favorite Denzel's performance because I don't know if I can do that but I'll say my favorite character that he played uh-huh. was for sure Frank Lucas so okay. it would be American Gangster for me mm-hmm. just because I like Frank Lucas a lot um yeah so I that would be my answer for now it yeah. might change <laughs> it, it would change on the mood basically <laughs> change on what you're feeling and what you want to watch it's like I have a couple, but like my main one, really, I I, I really love the. Well, the thing is, because like I've said before, I'm I'm like the FX, you know, Saturday afternoon like mm-hmm. movie palooza, like so Pelham one two three Book of Eli, like those are the ones that I've seen a bunch. Deja Vu, Unstoppable. Um, so of those, like I'll have to go Pelham one two three just because like. And then I, I love how Denzel plays off of other performers. John yes. Travolta in Pelham One Two Three is so perfect. He, he is amazing hate, in that film. I hate Omari sometimes. Like, <laughs> he's like he's saying he's exactly he's what you're gonna say. Mind, my mind, my mind is strong. And then, like, <laughs> it amazes me sometimes. But I love that film. And um, yeah, it's just like again, Denzel is a character who's just like completely in his pocket, and. Um, you know, he's using all his wits, all his knowledge, everything that he's learned up until that point. Veteran in the game. I'm pretty sure that character is like, he was like getting ready to retire, basically. I think it's just like Unstoppable, where it's just like, you know, he's nearing the end. He's an old cat, you know, just, you know, going through the motions and, you know, doing his job and doing it well, as he always has. And then just one of the, it's just one of those days yeah. where someone tried to, you know. I just, just, I just watched it yesterday, day. so I have like a super fresh memory oh, on it. Man. But, oh, oh, go in then. Let's but, you know, he was, um, he was like a vet at MTA, right? But he had taken a bribe or was investi- being investigated for taking a bribe, so that they put him on. Um, they demoted him until like the investigation was over or whatever. So they figured out what happened to a desk job, and then like the first day on his desk job is um is when all this stuff happened. Where he's just a desk job being. I don't. I mean, I don't really know how MTA and the subway systems were basically just like guiding the trains and telling mm-hmm. them where to go if they can go and if something's in the way kind of thing. Like, kind of like air traffic control. Yeah. And he basically just saves the day and saves, like, the city, quote-unquote. Yeah, legendary. But, yeah, so you said you had Pelham for you? Yeah, I think that's a sleeper, though. I think I like, think it is a sleeper, though, especially with, like like you said, the dynamic between Travolta and mm-hmm. and him. And he's we have a different topic coming up, and I kind of wanted to mention, mention him in that one. But, um, but yeah. Underrated. I think mine would be... Uh, were you done? I kind of yeah, just... Yeah, no, I was, I was done. I was just saying underrated uh john travolta as as like oh, for sure. an actor like mm. yo like he goes in i love him in the oj uh, miniseries no. <laughs> huh, what? i said all this great foreshadowing to the next topic but <laughs> but i think mine would be um and now because i'm looking at all these i'm i'm forgetting the name of it but what's the the one with they they just made a show about it it's the spike lee directed one you're gonna know it where he's the where he's the cop of the robin the bank uh, Inside Man. Inside Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they have a they are Inside Man two on Netflix or something. But yeah, I think. Oh word. Yeah, he's he's good in that. He's too. Su- he's super lit in that one, and just like the the same dynamic with um, what's his name? Clive. What's his name? Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Yeah. yeah. 
the dynamic between oh, yeah, them Jordan two going back and that. forth was was super lit and I'll, i love spike lee film so um i think that would i would have to say him in that but like you said man on fire he's super dope book of eli is amazing yeah like he just never misses yeah no he never misses. he's fighting multiple people and it doesn't even look like he doesn't know how to fight or <laughs> like yeah no he's kicking like ass he's in, old, in book of eli I mean, he's he would, just you like, would know better but like going crazy with it like yes yeah, so i would have to say i would i would probably say inside man but i think it's more so like you said that's I like it for for multiple reasons, but because it's Spike Lee film, the back like he did a great job the back and forth between him and, and two great actors, him and Clive Owen, and um, just the the story and everything was good too. And I kind of like how because I was talking about how he's like you know really most of the times the good guy who's you know just trying to save the day and kind of like a reg in a regular situation that becomes extraordinary. I like when they kind of flip it a bit with flight, and he's kind of like the bad guy in a way like he's you know he's a very flawed and um you know damaged character um that makes poor choices or has made poor choices and has to answer for some of those um and finds himself in another crazy situation (laughs) probably probably one of the craziest of of his films um i just always remember the shot of the plane (laughs) Upside down. I was like, okay. That's yeah. Good. Oh, in the previews, you're like, I, I have to see this. this. Is definitely <laughs> not uh, Captain Phillips here. This is, uh, <laughs> this is a new, new moment. Good movie. Yeah, that's another good movie. He, he's basically the Black Tom Hanks. So it's just like, again, you can't, uh, yeah. you know, like any film, you're breaking it down and just like, ugh, like he's so great, like everything's just amazing. Remember the Titans? Yeah, but flight, like you said, flight was on my yo, like flight was on my short list also because of that, because yeah. of that same dynamic where he's not the the good guy and like i think my favorite part of that movie is when um like he had been sober and then right before the thing right, <laughs> right before yeah. The, yeah right before the thing he just gets trash just, and drunk he gets yo. it together but then he just like comes clean at in the courtroom is like actually i'm drunk right now <laughs> i'm smacked okay yeah amazing i mean it's denzel man like the movie was also very revealing because there's no one there to check and see if the pilot is drunk. That's true, too. Or not. I think if everyone there saw been, that. If there hadn't been an accident, yeah. like no no yeah, one had, know. would know. And yeah. then after the accident, you're checking. But, I mean, it gets that person in trouble, but it doesn't bring back all those people. Yeah. So, and, actually, and, no one, and the thing is, like, no one died on the plane, too. So it was just like, all right, he was that, he's that little of a pilot that stuff went wrong. He was drunk, landed the plane, and did, like, the unthinkable everyone survived yeah and so so what happens if you're at like magic city mm-hmm. one night just getting lit eating wings with like james harden lou, lou williams yeah. and lou williams, lou williams yeah. Will, lou. Uh, <laughs> and then the next morning you're flying out of atlanta and the, and the guy who you were high-fiving and throwing ones with that was super drunk last night is your pilot Oh no! And Security. you walk, Security. you walk on a plane. You Security. walk on a plane. He was like, "Oh, funny seeing you here." I'm like, "I've seen this movie before. I think we'll be all right." <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. But it's so crazy how like getting on a plane, like a, a flight, is probably the safest you'll ever be. Like, you know what I mean? Just in society, what? like, and yeah, just transportation wise, like flying is like the safest thing you could do. And I think it really, you'd have to be like, you sponsored by an airline, Amari? I I am not. Um, that would be a great sponsor. By the way, I just booked a JetBlue flight, and they're just I just love JetBlue. Um, but anyway, yeah, I um, yeah, it, it would take a lot for you to really really screw up a flight. 
like as a pilot. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, that would be a funny situation to see one at uh, <laughs> at G five. Uh, <laughs> so wait, hold on. Bottles. Just for clarity, so mine was American Gangster, Pelham, mm-hmm. Pelham. No, I'll say I'll do um, Inside Man. Inside Man. Yeah. Okay, all right. Just I just wanted clarity on that. Yeah, that's good. It's good, good suggestion. Uh, but Man on Fire is really good too. No. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like you can do a little like something, something for any of these. We, like, we should have broken down the preacher's wife with Whitney. Categories. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. We should have broken down into categories. All right, him as a as like a cop, <laughs> then no, him as but he that ended up being a full episode. We wouldn't be able to discuss anything yeah. else. Yeah, they have a whole podcast like break yeah, that every movie. I'm not saying it would be a problem. No, yeah, no <laughs> we have great like if we ever we can just repeat their podcast if we ever run out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> We were missing his rendition having a conversation. <laughs> Yo, the preacher's wife, man. That's another one. It's like, damn. It's like you just scrolling. You just be like, damn, damn, damn. But yeah, shout out to Denzel. I feel like you can't stop. You know, like there's there's no stop scrolling. Yeah, no. It's like he's he's up oh, there. Oh, another all super underrated one. What is um much ado about nothing? Yeah, like it was a play first, but the actual movie is super lit too. Yeah, and that's why also when I found out, I was like, oh, he started off in theater, bro. And then oh he yeah, got a lot of people started off in theater. He's real good. good Game, well. yeah. with Jesus Shuttleworth. Saw that right. earlier today. Oh, like come on, bro. The siege. Oh my gosh. I even like that joint with Mark Wahlberg. Two guns. I kind of like that. I like that one. Did you guys see mm-hmm. that? A while ago, I yeah. Remember, yeah. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg probably is kind of fun. Glory, of course, it's like he got game. It has some funny lines in it. The scene, yeah. the scene he's in a room. Uh, he just walked in on the uh, the lady of the evening <laughs> after her pimp left, and uh, he was saying that he didn't want anything from from her. And she's like, "What do you mean you don't want anything from me?" You're a man, aren't you? He said, yeah. He said, you got a dick, don't you? Said, Absolutely. You got balls, don't you? Two of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but even like like you were saying in Pelham, the, um, the, the writing was really good. Like the writing in the script yeah. was also super yeah. lit. Like even like there's they're having like banter back and forth and then you think that okay these are just throwaway lines but it was probably it's definitely written but it just seems like they're just really off the cuff just talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. His his movies are usually very smart. Like you you definitely um you know it's a sophisticated air to a lot of his a lot of his work. You're gonna have good lines in it just like you were saying. Yeah, great yeah. one liners, great moments, you know, great scenes. Yeah, he he's up there with like you know it's it's him, Tom Hanks, Meryl, like you know what I mean. Like they're just never gonna miss Viola. Like every performance, no matter what they're doing, it's gonna be a banger, man. Mm-hmm. It's gonna he's, be a banger. He's basically an adjective for yeah, a good performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, no, he people, is. <laughs> people yeah. say they have a good performance. I mean, he pretty much Denzel. He Denzel it. Yeah, he Denzel it. Or it's like that, or just like because again, I mean, his 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 appearance, everything. Like, okay, Denzel. Like, I see you, bro. You think you sharp today? Like, he's always just brought like a gravitas to just everything. His 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 mere presence is just always been like major. Like when he walks into a room. When he walks on screen into a scene, like he commands it every single time. Like it's just you, you don't get any mm-hmm. better, man. I'm yeah. always excited when I hear. I'm, I'm glad that all of our stuff. movies though were were in my in my top 
uh, probably my top five if I can even put a top five together or like I guess top ten. <laughs> but um, American Gangster is definitely up there for me too. Big time. Um, Big time. But yeah, we can move into kind of almost like flipping the the topic. But who are some underrated actors that you guys that you guys think? One of them I kind of alluded to it before. I mean, he's well known. John John Travolta is well known, but I think that he doesn't get as as much as much praise and as many like flowers so to speak as as he should like he kills every role he can he can be the number two he can carry it he can do everything so kind of wanted to i have some more but what do you guys who do you guys think i definitely have a list here how long is your list mine mine is i think i have like at least 15 (laughs) i don't have 15 i think i have like six or seven okay but so like mine are like i have a few that are like they're known, but I feel like they should be given they more, be, more props they than, more. than they do. Yeah. And they then I have some that yeah. are like people Most don't really definitely. know about much as much about or some more recent, but yeah. So my first my first person is like that, Derek Luke. <sighs> and I don't feel like he gets I, the Honestly, I, I'd have to Where's see his face. <laughs> so wait, man. I, I, I can name the movies. Okay. You don't have to look at his face. Yeah. Antoine Fisher, okay. Glory Road, Biker Boys, Friday Night Lights. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Booby <laughs> yeah. Miles. Yeah. Yes. You want to win? Put Booby in. Yeah. He's definitely. Yeah, he definitely. Under, yeah. He did a good job in um, Netflix show about um, it's a about suicide, mm-hmm. suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Thirteen Reasons. Thirteen uh, Reasons. He played the principal. Yeah, he does a good job. He does a good job in there. Like he's Oof. he's he's. he's He's yeah. solid. He's like great. in all those movies are classics. Yeah, yeah. Glory Road, Biker Boys. Glory Road, I think is my favorite sports movie of all time. It's up there for me too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have him, and then one that we are, I already mentioned on the last podcast, Peter Dinklage. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, I care a lot. Find me guilty. Um, I always say his first name wrong. Booped or. His last name is Woodbine. He played in Jason's Lyrics. He played Can't Get Right in Life. Um, he was in Queen and Slim. Mm-hmm. Um, Wood Harris. Wood Harris. Uh, oh, man. Played in Remember the Titans. Is the uh, the black defensive guy in yeah. Remember the Titans. Paid in full, above the rim. Christoph Waltz. Oh, that's a good one. That's um, a really good one. Yeah. He's in one of he's in my favorite he's, uh like Tarantino movie yeah, of all one, time. He's in the category of like well known but like well known but like, he's in a yeah, lot of stuff like, but if you watch movies you know who he is but like the casual would not necessarily yeah. know him by name. Yeah. Yep. And my last one is hopefully I don't butcher it is Chawatel Ayofor. Oh, Chawatel. Chawatel. Oh, yeah, yeah Chawatel. From Twelve Ejiofor. Years a Slave. Yeah. He's yes. also an American oh. gangster. Yeah. And Talk to Me, which is another great. Uh, movie mm-hmm. so those are I'm sure there's a bunch that I'm missing yeah there's a ton. those are those are a few yeah um off the top off the dome I always go to Paul Giamatti I mean he's one of those guys where again he's a character he's a guy where it's like every character he plays I I believe like I'm right there with you like I I'm, I'm totally in and I feel like yeah, he's one of those guys who you'd want to see him and get more vehicles to like shine like outright. But then sometimes you have performers where it's like they work best in supporting roles. They mm-hmm. work best, you know what I mean, when they're you know um, you know kind of secondary. Love him and straight out of Compton, <laughs> like he's perfect in that. I mean, the very first thing I saw him in was Big Fat Liar with 
uh, Amanda Bynes and Frankie Muniz. You remember that throwback? Mm-hmm. Like, I actually he, liked that movie growing yeah, up. I don't like know if he, I like it as much now, but <laughs> yeah, probably not. But like, he's always, always bringing it. Um, Wait, was was his name again? No, I think Paul I Giamatti. I, I think that's the when guy. You see his he's face, got, you're gonna he's be kind like, of bald. Oh. He's kind of balding, right? Exactly. Yeah, I know exactly, exactly. exactly what you're talking about. He is really good. Yeah, he's amazing. And then he's another definitely one, super lit at like, I guess not communicating, but like he's the fast talker dude. And like, is that who it is? Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, fast talker. He's always playing like somebody's like boss or like agent or manager or yeah. lawyer, like. Always. Oh yeah, he's super. Uh, right, yeah. Another one that I have is John Leguizamo. Liguiz- yeah, I was gonna put him. Man, I was gonna put him too. Like especially in the early two thousands, like you, f- I feel like he was everywhere, but at the same time, like didn't again wasn't one of those guys who got the vehicle um, to really shine. But he's um, I in I think I feel like in the industry he gets a lot of respect though. Oh, and, and he's and, super. He's so super is, talented. And so does Giamatti. Yeah, yeah, they both, yeah, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure Giamatti like a couple Oscars ago got a shout out from like one of the, the whoever was hosting that Oscars and they were just like yeah Paul Giamatti is like that like he needs to be yeah. nominated for stuff and I was like you know you're right you're <laughs> right I think it was like Jimmy Kimmel, um, but yeah Liguizamo probably his most notable for his voice from the Ice Age films mm-hmm. playing um, Sid. So that that that's another one for Isn't me. Is that movie The Chef also on Netflix? Yeah, isn't that with Eddie? No, John Eddie Favreau. I actually, um, actually like that movie a lot. Yeah. Me too. It was really good. Like it's John Favreau. Yeah, Favreau. Yep. yep Sofia yep. Vergara. Yep. Um, I everyone like shits on the happening, but I I kind of liked him in the happening mm-hmm. <laughs> with Mark Wahlberg. Ah, that was that was a funny one. Um, but um, those are my main two. I couldn't I couldn't really think of anyone most of like the black performers that I've always kind of been like ah 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 like they're kind of like making waves now Anthony yeah. Mackie used to be one for me for a long time yeah. I was like okay we need to get an Anthony Mackie on something and then you know boom he, Have um, you seen Synchronic? Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, love that. Maybe we'll talk about it one day. Yeah. <laughs> um well, yeah, Chuatel is a really good one. He he plays so well. He's a, another guy with a lot of range like He'll play a warm-hearted, you know, super, super nice guy, and then he could play evil at the same time. I love that about him. Um, let's see, any black women, guys? Any black women so in the game? So, actually, it's funny you say that because um, one I, I forgot to mention, but she definitely is underrated to me, and it's top tier is Octavia Spencer. I knew you were going to say yeah. Octavia yeah. Spencer. Yeah. How did I, I know you were going to say top that? Tier, and I think he, and recently seeing her in like a comedic role with the the um the movie on uh, Netflix. Yeah, with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, with Melissa McCarthy. I, I think she's for sure top tier and doesn't get like enough love yeah. as well i mean in in i feel like they're like there's a in every industry there's always like there's people who are respected amongst the industry but right. people outside of the industry right. don't really view them that way so i if we if we're being technical about it i could pretty much say every uh actress is damn near underrated. Yeah, if you sure. go by pay, oh, especially sure. oh, if you yeah. go by pay, like I would, I if Viola Davis should be getting Denzel dollars. Yeah, yeah. Octa- you know what I'm saying. So yeah, like these yeah. ty- these types of act- if you go by pay, they're all pretty much underrated. That's but right. there are some who are just like household names, so everyone knows them. So it's kind of hard to say like they're underrated. But yeah, yeah. no, but she's one of those ones for sure. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, big time. And and one that always comes to mind with me. I mean. Pretty much just think about, guys, think about every black 
woman that played a mom or played like you know a sister like think about all those people angela bassett nia long sanaya lathan loretta divine like all of them underrated like angela bassett kills it in what what's love got to do with it as tina turner like that's an academy award winning performance mm-hmm. I, I, there's no if ands or buts um shoot like it's it's crazy who's my guy from i'm looking up right now but yeah loretta divine like yeah. that's like legendary like i mean even like i mean cicely tyson got her flowers of course but like even cicely and it's just like they the, the the issue was like they weren't getting like roles like they weren't getting casted like for roles there weren't being roles written for black women a lot of the times i mean i always think back to you know my my superhero stuff you yeah. know angela bassett was supposed to be storm and it went to holly and we know why you know what i mean like i'm not gonna say holly you know angela's a better actress than holly i think holly like you know, she's had her moments. I mean, she had a she had a run too. She had a run, run, and I think, especially early '90s, going into the 2000s, and I think that's what got her the role. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, the Academy Award. Her resume, as of late, you know, it's not. You know, she's kind of just like Holly Berry now, so it's like you can just like ride off that, I guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, pretty much every black woman in the game, like if you're not Viola Davis yeah. or again Octavia Spencer, Academy Award winners. Like everyone else is pretty much underrated. And I'll throw another one in there that because she's not, I don't think she's been viewed as an actress yet. But uh, we talked about Method Man being a person who transitioned from music to acting. Mm-hmm. But Janelle, uh, right. She is, she she's is so fire. Dope. She's so <laughs> dope. She is fire. She's in, yeah, uh, she is great figures. in Hidden Figures. Oh, she is so okay. good in Hidden Figures. Yeah. Like, yo. You know who someone and cause and and the reason why like Nia Long and like Sanaya like came to mind because their white counterparts like have that moment. So I I always think of like Morris Chestnut, mm-hmm. who's basically like out like the black Brad Pitt or like the black you know what I mean like mm-hmm. he was like that guy for our community and he just didn't necessarily like get the big moments you know and it's like those were com- like he deserved those Omar Epps. Yeah, like, was, yo, was like, and these are guys like when they're get when they get roles like they never phoning in like they always are bringing it like, I mean the list goes on and on. Forrest like, Whitaker, Forrest, yeah, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. I thought about him too, but I, he's he's been in a lot in. Forrest has done but, very well. Like, yeah, yeah, he's an Academy Award winner. So, but again, like you said, like, does everyone know about Forrest Whitaker? Like, no, but yeah, some of my underrated ones are are people who are younger. So they're okay. they probably just don't have as much um, of a resume yet, but um, for the younger people, Letitia Wright, I think she's super lit. Um, Storm Reed, I think she's I gonna like I think she's gonna be be good too. She was she's good in Euphoria. She was good yeah, in yeah. Um, sister, what was that movie <clears> with, <throat> with Oprah? Show. Where your your um. A wrinkle in time. Oh, yeah, a wrinkle in time. Yeah, yeah, with Mindy Kaling. He's got scared. He got scared. Yo, I'm not that movie. Right Hold on, time. I, I, so Crazy. To be honest, funny enough, I saw Storm Reed and her family at the Regal in um, Atlantic Station for the premiere for that movie. Okay. Shout out yeah. to you for going to Regal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was Atlantic Station. So I, was like, I don't even know if that's a Regal. But so whatever. I took my niece to see A Wrinkle in Time because they're like, oh, this is a great movie for you to take like a young black girl to see <laughs> and for her to be like she can dream you know have big dreams and chase those dreams type of thing so we're watching the movie everything's cool in the beginning and then the scene where um oprah 
her face is like really big on the screen, my niece loses it. Oh, she, was, she, was, you, boy. she was big and she was like not a monster, but like a big like wizard or whatever. And, and like, like had like a, like real like uh, eccentric makeup. Uh. And so my niece, she, we couldn't, we didn't even stay to finish the movie. Oh man, it she was like she that? was out of there. She was like, nah, I don't want to go back in. I don't want to watch this. Oh lord! I was like, sheesh. Now she was super young, but still, that's hilarious. That's funny. Oh, Oprah, why are you scaring folks, Oprah? Yeah, but yeah, Storm Reid. I think I think she's gonna be a big name. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, too. Uh, she's yeah, younger, Millie, but yeah, yeah, her. She gives me very much um, Emma Watson. Who yeah, plays Hermione, Con- like like uh, yeah, iconically. But yeah, I feel she like me that she, vibe. she. I mean, we we saw her in in um, King Kong versus Godzilla. We were like, all right, that movie was whatever. But I think she still did well, and I think she's kind of like. I can see her. She did well in Enola Holmes, another movie. You, I you enjoy like, Enola Holmes. She's and, got a lot of charisma. Right, exactly. I think she can. She's someone who can do anything, and yeah. like even watching her in interviews and stuff, I'm like, oh, she's yeah. she's got the it factor yeah. or whatever it is that <laughs> that you need to be to be someone in here. But Rosamund Pike, we we talked about her a lot, and um, and I care a lot. Um, Rob Morgan. He's um I gotta look up the stuff he's in, but you've mentioned him before. I'm pretty sure Gabe, as as someone he's always this dude here. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's <laughs> he's in Just Mercy. He's in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he cool. He, he cool. was what, what was that other movie? That, oh, Mud, in, he was in Mudbound. He's the uh, yeah Mud. Yep, he's the I snitch like in Luke Cage. He is the snitch in Luke Cage. <laughs> Mudbound is oh, so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but yeah, Mudbound is uh, Mudbound <clears throat> is so good. It's shot so well, and it's also like infuri- shout out to Rachel infuri- Morrison. Infuriating, also. R- Rachel Morrison is my favorite uh, uh, woman cinematographer, and she's Yo. she's in my uh, my top three, actually. Cinematographers. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm taking Ernest Dickerson out because he doesn't do cinematography anymore, he's right. a director now. Right. So it would be the Deeks, Roger Deakins, yeah, Bradford Young. Rachel Morrison. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that's that's it right there. So now I'm getting to, I guess, the more popular ones. But um, actually, no, Riz, uh, Riz Ahmed, he's in Sound of Metal. Yeah, Riz Ahmed, yeah, yeah. Riz, I don't know if it's, I don't know how to pronounce it. Because sometimes it's like, it's... even though it's H-M-E-D, it's Ahmed. But I don't know. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, I don't know how uh, he pronounces you know. it or, or whatever. But apparently he was a rapper also. He's a British. He's a British actor, and he's a he's a rapper. Two things that I did not really <laughs> that I did not think were when I did some some more research on it. But he's in um he's in the show The OA on on Netflix, on Netflix and yeah. he's in um, Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal, who is another yeah. person that I don't like. He's well known, but I don't think he gets the flowers he deserves. And I have on my I guess like underrated list. Yeah, but he's in he's in Nightcrawler, and he's the um basically the supporting actor, and he he kills his role too. But um. Luis Guzman, you guys know him off the top. He's in anger management. He's he's a Puerto Rican New York dude. That's all. He's in he's in Pelham one two three. Oh the yeah. One oh, okay. Yeah. 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 He's, oh, yeah I think he's one. super lit. Always that's kills his roles. He can be funny. He can be serious. Yeah. And yeah, I like him most most of that's John Turturro one. also. You guys know him off mm-hmm. by name. That's a good yeah. One. And then lastly, he's won two um, Academy Awards, so I don't know if you can say he's underrated. I know who, I know who this is. But of course you know just because he's my, my <laughs> probably, I would name my favorite actor, or name him as my favorite actor, but Mahershala Ali, I oh. think he's still, 
like he can do everything. There's everything. still so much more that I feel like I want to see him in. I want to see him do. Oh, just like Blade. Blade's like Blade. Coming, yeah, Blade. It's and coming. Ooh. He's, AJ, he's AJ, in are Moonlight. You, are you blushing? He's in maybe a little bit. No. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> he's a, he's mean, in hey. Moonlight. He's in um, A Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah, uh, Green Book. Green Book. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's incredible. Love him. In Luke the Cage. First season of Luke Cage. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I don't know how they're gonna recorrect that. I don't know, but I think they're just kind of throwing those Netflix things away. Also, Michael Coulter, who plays Luke Cage in the Netflix. Yeah. He's another guy. It's like, yo, like get this guy into stuff. Like. Oh, and uh, I just thought of another one. Winston Duke. Winston Duke. Ah, the guy from uh, Black Panther. Yeah, he's, this Black is Panther. Yeah. He's, he's only had a couple. I think Black Panther was his first. Um, big big role. Yeah. 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 I think he, but, he got like a Mark Wahlberg joint. I think he's like. This, oh, that's right. He is in there. The, um, yeah, on Netflix. What is that? That it starts with an S, I think. I don't know. But the, the words are. Yeah. Uh, the script is yellow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I remember the title card. Is it Spencer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Spencer yeah. Confidential. Yeah. Yeah, there she blows. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. But yeah, and then also wanted to we we got Gabe put up a poll or questions talking about um, who's everyone's favorite mother actress. Would you guys put or would you guys select? <sighs> like oh, it, but it was we have to specify. Yeah, it was a TV mom. Oh, like, TV mom. Yeah, from from, from mom. sitcoms, who was your favorite? Yeah. TV mom. Well, I, yeah. I kind of posed the question that way because I put Felicia Rashad and I kind of yeah. I gave like a little explanation, but I also like she's the mom in in Creed, yep. and I feel like every time she plays the mom and whatever, like you just I'm listening to whatever she yeah. has to say. She's <laughs> like, warm. She's, right she's warm milk. What. She's she's honey. She's in yeah, and, and just fluffiness in the Cosby Show. Like yeah, the reason why I say you got to specify for TV moms because when you start doing movies, there's um. I can't think of their names right now, but they're very loud moms. They always play moms, and they're always very, very loud. Yeah. Uh, it's two of them. I can't. I'll think of them. Mm-hmm. But there's two. That, so if you if you're putting movies in it, I would have to include them. Yeah. In it. We'll tell you TV mom, and then we'll we'll kick it to Amari. Yeah. yeah. And then you can look it up. So for TV mom, uh, it's a very tight race between. Felicia Rashad, uh, the OG Aunt Viv, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, her and that Will the Will Smith like rekindling thing was. Yeah, yeah, that was that was dope. it was intense. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, so it's a toss up between those two. Um, and then I I like if you go acting, it's a toss up between those two. But then if you go the character themselves, then I probably would go with Florida Evans, just because nice. Florida Evans had to hold down everything even after James left, and I don't feel like the other two characters had that much of a yeah, that, re- responsibility. That much on so numbers. if I'm going just based off of like uh, acting, I maybe I maybe go Edge Aunt Viv. Mm-hmm. And then it, the character itself, Florida Evans. Nice. Yeah. Um, Felicia Rashad's the GOAT. She's the GOAT of all TV moms to me. I think it's just like she – and that's like the special thing about being on television and being serialized. It's like you're being invited into people's homes week after week. So there's something like really powerful about that presence that I think trumps um being on film yeah, in a it, movie. specifically with this question because it's like you know it's home so it's like 
she she always brought that home feeling. But then two for me that always because you know I'm like comedy, and um, I think these two women were just like incredibly. If we also are talking like underrated. I think these are two incredibly underrated comedic actresses, mm-hmm. and that's Jack A. Harry, who played the mom on Sister Sister, okay, and yeah. Tashina Arnold, who played the mom on Everybody Hates Chris. Hilarious, like especially Tashina Arnold. I mean, she was fun. She's always just been funny. I mean, going back to Martin, but boy, like she is so funny on. Everybody hates Chris because it's just like I know that I know that mom, I know that auntie so well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like a lot of people can relate to that one right there. Jack Hayes is a little bit more there's some it's a little bit more hyperbole to her her character, a little bit more, you know, just drama and just like, you know, it's it's not um you know, it's a it's a it's a sitcom where it's like you have a, a, a live studio audience, so it's more like perform me, perform me. Tashina's is like real raw, like you know, a throwback, like mama that I I've always loved, and like anytime either of them are on screen, I I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. You got you got yours, or I can't. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna guess that Amari, er, will, every... Amari will know their names. Okay. Oh yeah. <sighs> That's my girl. Yeah, she she's literally she always plays a mom, and she's like the best mom. She's in Blackish right oh, now. She's getting a show with. Yeah, yeah, she's a mom. <laughs> she's a mom in Blackish. Yeah, yeah, she she's yeah. She's That's like, like her thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah. Her Loretta Devine, well, like they're the always somebody. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you just she's in that up. she's in um. I know her name too. Or like, she's wow. the or she's the um the aunt that doesn't get married. What's that? Right, Mar- exactly. What's that movie with Martin Lawrence? When he comes home, I think Jennifer, he's in that. Exactly. Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer yeah. Lewis. You said she's the aunt that doesn't get married when Martin comes that. home. Like what? Was it the Ros- Roscoe Jenkins? Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins. Yeah, Roscoe Jenkins. She was yes. in that. She was maybe. hilarious in that. That's one of one of my favorite funny movies. Yes. Maybe she wasn't, and maybe there's someone else that's super similar to her. But I think that there's an aunt. She's she's an aunt that that doesn't get married in one of these, and I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, but she she definitely plays a mom in every. Yeah, single everything. like I can't think of her in a role that's not a mom. Yeah, nah. Like mm-hmm. she came out the gate like playing moms, like for sure. But um, but yeah, yeah and then Lawrence, also her and Lawrence Fishburne are getting a show. They're getting like a a blackish prequel. I think he's he's a a little underrated too. Lawrence Fishburne, yes. Oh, absolutely. Our, our list is long. Of it's long. Oh yeah. I mean, when it comes to black actors, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, if you not. Academy Award nominated, which is a small list, or a winner, which is an even smaller list. You underrated, okay? I mean, but we know like it's 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 pretty trendy right now to have like you know black people as leading roles. It's it's fairly new though, so yeah. you also got to like, understand like and the know. roles aren't even necessarily sometimes you know meaty. You know what I mean? Pause, but it's like big. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I like, appreciate the pause a lot. Yeah, you know, I had to, you know. Um, but Our, yeah, we're getting, I think we're getting more. Rest in peace, but uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Uh, yeah. Super underrated. Yeah, yeah. Gone before. Love him as Kingpin in Daredevil. Yeah. But the role that everyone loves him as. Green Mile. Oh, Green Mile, of course. Yeah, like, oh, you course. can't. Oh, of and then another another good movie, Mom, was... um, Yo, this is messing me up now. Alfre Woodard. Alfrey she was Woodard. in. She was in Crooklyn, the mom in Crooklyn. You were gonna mm. say Alfre. I think she was a lit, a lit mom too. Yeah, Alfre's great. But I don't know. We just had a, a decently long couple segments. We can get into the movie of today. I kind of wanted some more topics, because even though this was 
I could say, all right, this was a good movie. It's not one I was super excited about <laughs> talking about. <laughs> but um, that movie's Nomadland. It won, it won two Oscars, no? Director and, I think, the leading actress won. But um, yeah, Frances McDormand. Yeah, she. They won. were at least at least nominated, but I thought I thought the movie was good for what it was, but it's kind of like, um, actually, I'll I'll go into the intro in like describing it. It's basically post um, what was it like economic crash, and there there's a city that basically was was um was run or supported by I think it was a mine or something like that. And everything in that city was just like everyone who lived there worked at worked at the mine or whatever this this business was. And then when it closed, the entire city lost all its population. It lost its zip code, even it said, and and so on. And people were just like forced to to leave and do whatever. And then it goes. It follows this lady who ends up just living in of uh, living out of a van and and kind of traveling around. But um, for so for for me, I'll just I guess I'll start with why I didn't really like it that much is when. It, the movie was kind of like I guess not the day in the life, but like following someone along their life and as things go. And, and those movies, not that I don't like them, but I like them when they're when they're they have to be done in a super unique way, because it kind of it kind of there's no I don't feel like there's really the same like arc that you have to to normal movies. It's just like all right, these things are happening. You're watching them happen to someone, and um, if it's not. If it if it's not done in an interesting way, it's kind of hard. not kind of hard for me to keep its attention, but I keep my attention. But it it also kind of is at the same time. And mm-hmm. the um I can see why they won an award for for directing and uh, were nominated for um for acting as well because everyone like I believed the entire film. Like I was like, all right, I'm really looking at someone's life. Like <laughs> this this actress is actually this person and really lived this. So I can appreciate it for that. It just um. Just wasn't that it wasn't just it for me, you know. I didn't get after I saw the movie. It was it was also kind of a sad story, mm-hmm. and like in that too, which kind of doesn't doesn't help. But yeah, that's kind of my. So my I'm gonna touch on it. a few points that you made. One, it, the movie was depressing as shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then when you say it was hard to keep your attention, it took me three days to finish it. <laughs> and I I wanna I wanna say that I finish like full series. In what? a day. Wait, you you said it on the podcast. Yeah, with, I, with, um, I, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, is, you knocked out Game, Game of Thrones th- in three days. I was on like season four. No, he, he finished uh, five seasons in in like seven seven holy days. Shit, damn. Yeah, and it took me and so knocking that out. And so yeah, and I was still I was still working and everything <laughs> oh, like that. Lord. Yeah, I, this was like I was in Game of Thrones. It's like I you was in sit your ass in that in that week. I was in four different states. Oh my. I have something to watch on the flights. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, so going back, you you're saying the award. So it won best picture. Oh, best picture in in general. Yeah, best, it won picture, best picture, and it won a director. gold uh, a Golden Glover best picture. It won best director, yeah. and she won for best actress in a leading role. Yeah. yeah. So she beat out. Um, Viola Davis in uh and Marini's Black Bottom. Yeah. No sir. Then she, then she <laughs> beat my girl. Best picture. Ain't wrong. <laughs> best picture? Yeah. The, I like I They could have yeah, I, I don't want to like just trash the movie. To me, yeah, I'm I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not a, saying it was yeah. bad. Leave that to me. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not, <laughs> I'm right. not saying I'm not going to say it was a bad movie. Right. It just was extremely slow. 
and it was a, a tough watch. I think certain movies are better suited for theaters. And I think if we were to go watch this in a theater where mm-hmm. we're going there to 100% give our attention to the movie, yeah, then it would it would have done a lot better as far as like keeping our attention, making us like stay interested, etc. But when you're streaming it at home and your dog wants you to take it for a walk or play there's someone calling you from the next room. You get a text. You can you get a text. You can click over to the next channel. The heat is playing. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot going on that can take you away from it and then make it super hard to come back mm-hmm. to the movie. So I won't say it's a, a bad movie. It just it was right. a tough watch, and there's no way I would have voted it as a better movie than a, a couple of the other movies that we're probably going to discuss. Yeah, I wouldn't have voted it as a better movie than Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I wouldn't have said her performance was better than Viola Davis's. Like I don't, and uh, yeah, I just don't. I don't see it. And maybe this is why um, I know Netflix um, just. Uh, posted they they just did their not working with someone anymore because there was no diversity this is hfpa hollywood oh yeah hollywood foreign press for uh, the golden globes for the golden globes and this this movie won best picture at golden globes as well Mm -hmm. and so there i like for me i feel like this is a, a this is a prime example of like when you don't have like a diverse group of people on a a leadership board that are making these types of decisions because there's just no there's no possible way that it was it was not in a sweep but like sweep or like when it was a super prominent like i was expecting i mentioned it on the podcast when we talked about the awards i was like i'm excited to watch this because the amount of awards it got the kind of love it got it reminded me of parasite right and when it when that happened with parasite and i went and watched parasite i was like okay it deserved everything watching this movie i was thinking about that i was like Gabe, yeah. Gabe's not gonna enjoy this. Yeah, like, and I was, Gabe's I was like, yo, like this, this, this got know, the same. Yeah, there's no way. There's I know no way because I, I did the, the same push, thing. Like, I put it on the same pedestal. Like, all right, like this movie's gonna be an easy home run. Like, I'm stupid for not have watching, having watched it already. But it was like, I know we're we're kind of. I feel like we're taking it down because of how much love and how much and how high the expectations the height, were. Yeah, but it wasn't a bad movie. And, and like for me, like. It's it's kind of about like van life living also, and that's mm-hmm. something that I, I I could see myself doing and may want to do or like travel to doing that one day. Yeah, and even like liking that subject and and liking the I guess like the material and stuff or or being interested in the material, it still wasn't wasn't it for me. And like like I said, the day like I I really like when day in the life movies are following someone along their life. Um, movies are done well and done in a unique way and I put an example of the Florida Project I don't know if you I know you've seen it I don't know if you've seen it Amari but that is just like you're just looking at this little girl and watching her grow up or or like go through a tough time over a summer or whatever and it wasn't like a traditional movie but I thought it was it was amazing and I I like it better than than this one too (sighs) You know what the funny part is though. I have no notes, right? So like, this is all off the top. Then. This is all off the dome. You know what I'm saying? Um, I didn't write any notes. I I mean I was, <laughs> I was bored enough to write notes, but like yeah. I was just like whatever. Like <laughs> I mean, let's just, let's like just get I want I want to say one more thing. Like when I'm 
because most of the time, like we all kind of agree on movies and pick them, but most of the time I'm kind of driving driving them. And when um, I was like, I guess Mortal Kombat, we did that because it was like it's it was it, no matter what we were gonna we were gonna do, we were all gonna watch it, and it was like. It had a lot of hype around it, and the kind of same thing with this with Nomadland. But I was like, when I'm watching these, and I and I suggest a movie, that I'm like, all right, damn, they're not gonna like this, or we're not oh, gonna no, have, no, no, we're no, not gonna have the greatest. Not a slight on your on movie selection. No, 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 at for all. sure. Like, but I'm no. saying I still feel like also like, dang, they all have to watch it because <laughs> 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 you're just in there like, because I'll watch yeah. it, and mm. even if maybe you guys have seen it before me mm. or whatever, Oof. just based on whatever, I'm like, yeah, oh. no, I mean, it won Best Picture. We have to talk about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I guess. I'll start with just like the fact of how like untimely this film was. I mean, really, a lot of the 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 crop of the Academy Award nominated films were just really just a lot of them just weren't weren't like they were dreary. I mean, that's the one word that I could just think of like dreary and depressing. Like, and boy, did I not need that uh, in 2020. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, that's the last thing I was trying to watch during this time. Uh, is anything that was just going to make me hate life even more. <laughs> um, and boy, I mean, this was just like not it. Like, the best I, part is he, hasn't, he doesn't have this written down. This yeah, is all no, up I have top. no notes this time, guys. No notes. So we're just, we're, we're, we're just rapping right now. Um, and the thing for me, too, is just kind of like, you know, look, this would have been better as a documentary series because it's just kind of like Hollywood like did this thing where it's like, okay, let's – Let's put this on. Let's let's show the world uh, uh, this this topic, or let's you know put this behind the moment. Yeah, let's like peek behind the camera about a real life situation. Like, with this movie is really about homelessness, and it's like this is coming from Hollywood, straight out of Cali, and it's like Cali, like home to like one of the largest homeless populations on the planet. Like, you go to Skid Row, and it looks like a third world country. Like. And it's just kind of like, okay, well, what what exactly are we doing here? What's the goal here? Because when you watch the film, you're kind of like, okay, like there's no plot, which is fine, but it's like this is a very real situation that we're depicting. You know what I'm saying? And it's like this could have served better in real life. Does that make sense? Like this could have like really shone a light, shown a light on people who are actually experiencing this. And I think some of the the actors are like real life people who are actual like travelers and, and drifters, nomads, as they call yeah. them, nomads. Um, but uh, yeah, this didn't have to be, we didn't have to, you know, spend a film budget and like get everyone together to, to tell this story. There's real people who are actually going through this. Uh, there Again, some choose to be nomads, but a lot of people don't choose that yeah. lifestyle. It was, yeah. And it, it's just kind of like, you know, it's one of those things, again, where it's like the the Academy is like, I don't want to say that they're out of touch, but it, that, that really, I guess I will say that the Academy is out of touch because it's like there are other stories that could be told. And this sh would have served better as a story that really could have because it's like, what is this doing? Like, what's the goal of you making this movie? Like, are you trying to just you just want to tell a story of a nomad or like. Are you going to be the because there's a lot of problems in the film and mm -hmm. a lot of things that they shine a light on that need to be solved, like homelessness, homelessness being the one. I mean, healthcare. I mean, the whole thing. There's so many things that we need to deal with as a society that they talk about in the film. But it's like, OK, after, I guess you just watch it and then you turn your Hulu off like 
what's the angle? So it's like when it comes to the Academy and like people are like, you know, the ratings are down, like what's going on with Hollywood and everything. It's like, you just got to get more real. Like let's actually like, instead of just like making movies about topics or making movies about the ills of society, let's start working towards rebuilding and actually addressing those ills instead of just like making films and like patting each other on the back. Like, Francis was Here, cool in the it. film. You know what I'm saying? Francis was cool. Like she's a, she's all this is her third Oscar. Like she's an amazing actress. She was gonna be great regardless. But it's like I would have liked to watch like the real fern. Like I would have liked to watch the real woman who I don't know if this is based on a true story or not. I'm just saying, like a real actual woman who is going through this, who has suffered loss and has to she's just packs all her things and she just goes on the road and she goes through a, a bunch of things. I would have loved an actual documentary about that instead of, you know, someone wrote a script and like dreamed about this nomad who's on the road and she's homeless and her husband died. Like, it's like, dude, like we need to start helping people. Like people are going through things. A, a pandemic just rocked this, this, this planet. And it's like, we need to actually be helping one another. And I, I, I just don't, no, like, ugh, like, it's just one of those things where it's like we we have to do better when it comes to you know helping one another. Like, yes, these are great performances and the cinematography is great, and I love the scenery and you know there's some great imagery and and I, I love some of the moments in the film, but it's just like, dog, like, can we like actually start like addressing things and like actually getting to the bottom of like this. Yeah, I mean, touching on what you were saying, like some of the good moments, there were things I liked about it. Like I liked how like, you know, we're in this, I wouldn't say this age, but like, well, we're kind of, we're all at the age where we're for sure thinking about home ownership mm -hmm. and, you know, knowing people who are getting homes and thinking about home ownership and like you get a new home and like, that's like your baby. Like you have to fix it up, keep it up. Like that's your responsibility now. So like with her RV becoming her new home, it's kind of like she had to learn that yeah. you know, she got into a situation where she's like, Oh, I got a flat and lays like, you don't have a spare like change it like why do you come mm -hmm. right, 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 right. Why are you, you don't have a spare and she's like no she's like the lady goes off is like listen you could die out here you're in the middle of nowhere there's you're away you're hundreds of miles away from civilization you need to do a better job of taking care of yourself and making sure you're prepared in these type of situations and this this rv or this van now is your home you right. have to make sure you're keeping it up so you know she helps her, but then she goes back with the lady and the lady's like, she's painting her van and she's fixing her van up to make sure it looks nice because this is her home. And she's basically saying like, hey, listen, your van's looking kind of ratty. You need to be doing the same, you know what I'm saying? You need to be doing yeah. the same thing. And then she's meeting and encountering people who have uh, challenges and struggles, all which seem to be pretty depressing and sad. Like a man talks about like his uh, child taking their own life um, I think at that time it was like three years ago and he was like, it was still tough for him to even say that in a sentence. Right. Um, it was just a, it was a bunch of stuff like that. It was like real life moments, real life, like stuff that was super relatable. Yeah. But again, like it was almost as if like there, there was, there was no like payoff. Mm -hmm. like it was the entire thing just seemed super sad. Like the yeah. entire time it was like, you get how, how could we, how could you, how could we make the audience like feel worse yeah and i think that's i think that's what made it like a super like a drag to watch like there's no payoff at all yeah yeah no yeah and, it, and then you almost get it you're like oh, okay she's gonna rekindle with her her family that she left and and like they 
basically said, oh, like, you thought you were doing really good with this, but, like, this is kind of messed up how you handled this or whatever. And, like, oh, okay, they're gonna re- she's going to rekindle with her family. They're going to help her get back on. And, nope, like, I'm... I'm I'm gone again, <laughs> but yeah. a thing that I I did like about it is that <clears throat> I don't know if it was the purpose of of the film and stuff, but it kind of it shone a light on because like I said, like I I mentioned before, like it was something that I've been interested in doing. And I, like I would want to live the van life or at least travel for and and do that out of a van or like have that that option or do something like that. But it kind of showed you the the realness of it mm-hmm. and like the things where. You have to think of because, like, a lot of especially with Instagram and, and social media and stuff, all that stuff is glamorized exactly. in, a, in a way. Like, you especially with social media, you only see the highlights, right? So, it was kind of from looking at it from that perspective, it's like, okay, cool, you kind of see behind the curtains and see like the people who don't have a choice, they're not ju- choosing to do this, they're doing it because I, I mean, some are choosing it, but they're also doing it because that's the their best option or just what they feel they can do, you know. So, I kind of I kind of like that it was it wasn't um, it, it had that real that real feel to it even though like you said there was no payoff and it was super sad and yeah. could have been a documentary like you said Amari yeah most definitely <clears throat> um, yeah I mean again I mean hmm, what I like about it I love Frances in it I mean Frances McDormand is again she's one of the top tier performers um, this is you know definitely one of those performances where she's she's in there like she is a nomad. And she, you know, you believe that she, you know, she's, she's one of those, it's like the classic Hollywood drifter character where it's like, they are just addicted to just being on the go. And it's like, Mm -hmm. yes, she's being enticed by family, friends, like, just stay, like, have some stability. Like, we, there's space and there's room for you to have a home somewhere. And she's just like, I gotta go, man. Like, it's just like the road's calling me and I, and I gotta go. And a buddy that, that liked her and was trying to... <laughs> yeah, it was like, yo, I'm like trying to fight, man. Like, what's good? Like, come on, <laughs> Fern. Like, let's go, baby. Fern was like, no, no, I can't. I was like, I feel you, Fern. It is what it is. Uh, Francis is great in this. Uh, I like some of the other actual actors and some of like the real life actors in the film. Um, hmm. I like some of the... Uh, I guess you can call them lessons in the film. I liked Mm -hmm. her encounter with the gentleman who had lost his son and who was still like, they were just talking about grief with one another, that scene. I enjoyed that. Um, I think that lifestyle can definitely be jarring. Um, You're constantly meeting people. Sometimes you have stretches where you can create relationships. Sometimes you have just brief moments. And, you know, the the people that you leave behind are, are constantly on your mind, whether they're living or not. And um, I enjoyed, not that I enjoyed that, but I liked how they handled that. Um, just talking about, hey, you know, just that lifestyle, like, you know, and, and then like connecting it to, to death. He was just like, yeah, I mean, you know, I never say goodbye. You know, I just say, see you down the road. And a lot of times I see people on the road, like, and he was just like, yeah, like eventually, sometimes whether it's a year later, two, three, four years, a decade later, I, I see him again. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I liked that. Um, I liked uh, Swanky. I liked that character we were taught. You guys were talking about with with the uh, with Fern's RV, and they were helping each other. And then again, boom! And I mean, I was talking about healthcare, and just like you know, Swanky had found out she had cancer, and it was just like, how do you deal with that? And she was just like. I, I'm not gonna be locked up in 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 no hospital. I'm yeah. not gonna be locked up at the like. I'm gonna die out I'm there. This moving. is this is my yeah. Like this is my life, <clears throat> you know. 
And whether Swanky chose this, well, she didn't choose it necessarily, but you know, again, just going to the the overall themes that surround this film that I feel like need real addressing. Um, you know, just like our current public health crisis. Well, not current. We've always had a public health crisis, but going directly to homelessness. Yeah, it's a real thing. Um, and, you know, the film at least um, gives you a, a good depiction of what people go through in, with these types of lifestyles, whether you're a chosen, you know, nomad or drifter or you're just actually flat out homeless. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, uh, the director did a great job with direction, um, even though there was no plot. Um, you you moved through, you know, this moment in t- Fern's, Fern's life quite well. Um, I think from moment to moment, I was, I didn't feel like I was being, I was jumping from, yeah. you know, thing to thing, event to event. Um, Cause it did cover a lot of events. And yeah, it, it covered just a lot, a lot of, of yeah, it, it, there is a lot of randomness to it, but that's life, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, you know, Chloe does a good job of just kind of rounding it out and just giving you a full, you know, meal instead of like just a couple plates of things like it feels like a full moment i feel like i watched a full film um yeah it looks beautiful again i mean a lot of great shots a lot of great still shots a lot of great just moments of you know the car on the road um and i like how the camera sat and just let some things happen uh, I forgot that I was watching some of it on my phone and I was trying to screenshot some. And I forgot you can't screenshot like on Netflix and stuff because it just looked really good. It did. Um, <laughs> I love the scene. There's there's one scene that I was trying to screenshot and it was Fern and I think another character. Remember when she was, I think it was during the, the RV festival or whatever and she was like doing like a makeshift like spa and it was just mm-hmm. Fern and, you know, some lady that had came and they were just like sitting back on the... The, the chairs and they had like their little face mask on yeah. and they were just they're chilling you yeah. know I like that too with the characters kind of just like a lot of them were really normalizing it and were just very entrenched in the lifestyle um, I love the character when she was talking about how they just shit in buckets and she was just like hey if you got bad knees here's a big bucket if you like <laughs> if you like to squat here's a small bucket um, I like to poop a lot so here's a two gallon bucket I was like okay that's funny um, so yeah I mean Again, a lot of commentary surrounding this film, its timeliness, the the topics and themes that are covered. But I mean, it is. Did it? Well, I don't want to say it deserved the Oscar, but I mean, it is one of the Oscars. Likes the Academy loves these types of films. I mean, you have to understand. It's like (laughs) drama is their thing. Like you're not going to see a lot of comedy. You're not going to see. You know, hopefully we're we're going to get to that. And it's funny that. Chloe, this director is literally directing this new Marvel film, Eternals, um, which is like right on time. But like, hopefully, we'll get to that point where it's not just always like doom and gloom that gets mm-hmm. nominated for Academy Awards. Um, but um, yeah, you know, yeah, it kind of uh, kind of feels like a not. I want to say high end, but I mean, yeah, high end compared, but like a high end Lifetime film, almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was a dramatized version of what needed to be a documentary. Yeah, you know, that's what I'll say. So with that, what are you rating it, Amari? Out of ten, right? Um, I mean, I give it a. Are you rated and then 
explain rewatchability <laughs> rewatchability it's not if you're not into movies you didn't see this film like we you 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 didn't watch it and i mean that explains the low rating i mean a lot of these films people just didn't watch mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i'm not going to tell you not to watch it i think if you um it's watchable from a sense where it's like i mean if you want to get into film like if you you know if you like to see what the Academy likes, you know, for future reference or past reference to why your favorite film didn't get nominated in the past, this is what the Academy likes. Um, I mean, as a film, I'll give it a... Oh, it's hard. I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a 7.5. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it again, it's, it's boring. It's boring. Like... It's boring. It's real, but it's real in a very boring way. It's real boring, is you're saying. It's real boring. So you would watch um, it. You'd watch it again, but maybe it's once. a good. It's a good. If you're in a film class and you're con- constructing and deconstructing film, in that way, you could say, "Hey, this is a nine out of ten. If you wrap it up into everything and you take into consideration what it's talking about, what it accomplishes as a film what it doesn't accomplish as a film in a real world setting we're talking about homelessness we're talking about public health we're talking about you know those types of things when you wrap it up all into that it goes down for me because it's just like what was the point like what was the point of the film you know what i mean like what are we here for like we're going to talk about sound of metal in the next pod that movie has a point like it has like on top of having a plot it has something to give you to take home with you like this like you watch it and it's like okay she's back on the road and it's like what do we get out of that and we put so much effort into this we hype this movie up academy and i and i sat and watched it <laughs> and it's he just like to pick with the academy is but Warner brothers in the academy are but it's list. just like they but it's like but the thing is too it's just like you know they probably displaced a very nice population of homeless people to even put on the academy awards you know what i'm saying like when you put it in a real life setting it's just like there's a lot of audacity there's a lot of audacity and just you're like, peeling back the layers of the onion right now yo you got to pull it out like you really do when you're watching films guys you got to really like break like what's going on here like what is really happening here? Mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't want to go on yeah. and on. <laughs> seven point five. Anyway, seven point five is for me. Uh, shout out to Nomadland. But um, yeah, it should have it, it should have been a documentary. That's the last thing I'll say, and that's pretty much my overall overarching your, commentary yeah. on this film. So I'm gonna preface my rating by saying it's on a scale of one to Shawshank, <laughs> and I kind of discuss what my rating system is like. Five means I'm definitely not rewatching it, and a six means that. I would rewatch it just to give it another shot. So for me, this is a six. Yeah, I'll rewatch it to give it another shot, but probably in theaters. I think it, it I'd have a better experience watching it in theaters. Fair. It would retain my attention a little bit better in theaters, but I also would have to like prepare myself to be like sad as shit. Yeah. So um, yeah, I for me, it's a six. You might need two pop bucks of popcorn. Yeah, for sure. I would. Oh, I'll sure. say I'll, six point five for me. I um the the material not the material but like the what it was talking about and how they executed it, that was like all right kind of cool but I I mean I said I said all my reasons already I think yeah six point five for me 
It's kind of a somber note, but uh, <laughs> so it's the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, kind of exhausted this one, is. but yeah, that's yeah. what mean, we watched. Yeah. <laughs> this that's, is... that's what we watched. <laughs> and look, the hope is, the hope is, you know, for people who do see this film, and you know what, I implore you to, if you are interested, hopefully it does help those who view it want to go out and address some of these issues you know again no there are people who are choosing their life to be nomads and again i too would like to you know get on the road and you know check out some of the sites and you know check out american nature yeah but for specifically for homelessness and and public health i think um this could be something to inspire people Mm -hmm. to to go out and, and help others so you know that's something that you you know you'd have to take that away from the film for yourself. The film doesn't do that for you, but um, yeah. Or you can just watch us and or you and can hear, yeah, and yeah. hear it you straight from Amari. And exactly like you watch us and be like, boom! Like I'm gonna watch it and, and be inspired. Um, but yeah, if you came in cold and didn't see us before, you you know you'd have that done that homework yourself. But luckily, you didn't. You came and watched us first. All right. And on that note, this has been another episode of What We Watching. <laughs>